to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, Parables and Object Lessons, you'll learn how and why Jesus used the physical world to introduce the spiritual world to his disciples and how the laws of nature relate to the Bible. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their out-of-control lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. Now here's Rich and Susan with Solutions for Freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello everyone, my name is Rich Kallenberg. And my name is Susan Kallenberg. And welcome once again to Freedom to Choose, Parables and Object Lessons, and this is episode number 26. And uh, last time we talked a little bit about forgiveness and... um, you know, I just wanted to touch a little bit on, uh, uh, we got there right at the end, and we got to the consequences of our actions, and I, and, uh, I, I thought that we were, uh, we were talking about something very important, about how God allows us to suffer the consequences of our actions, mm-hmm. and if we learn how to properly walk through those consequences, it's actually healing. Because mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, when you, you got tossed in jail and had there not been consequences to, to your actions, uh, you would either be dead or on the streets with a needle in your arm right now, you know? Absolutely. And so uh, we have to remember that, that, that when things happen to us, a lot of times it's God allowing things to happen, uh, even sometimes for thera- therapeutic purposes, and we don't know. Absolutely. And I think, too, the concept of forgiveness, if you have an unforgiving heart about something or someone or some particular instance that's happened in your life, that is something that can really come in and eat you alive. It's kind of like a cancer. Yeah. And um, I think that that was the one thing that freed me um, was being able to look back and not just forgive um, people in my life, but to forgive myself and yeah. the bad choices that I had made and to just really recognize that that's one of God's greatest gifts is his gift of forgiveness for the damage that we've done in the past. And so, you know, it's really important that we go back as human beings and, you know, examine our histories and see where we may need to be forgiven or need to was, forgive someone else. We were talking about that. I need, to, I need to ask you a question. I've never asked you this question. Before oh, we pray, no. I'm going to ask this question. Okay. Okay? Before we pray. Okay. Did oh. you have to forgive God? I did. Interesting. I, I never did. thought of that yeah. concept because you were actually angry with him for this, uh, yes. because of the abuse that happened to you, right. of which you had no part in and, and right. so well see because I knew all along I I was brought up with a, a concept that there was a God and then I always thought if God was God, why did those why did the sexual abuse happen to me? Right. What was wrong with me or better yet, what's wrong with him? Right. That he would allow that to happen to me. Yeah. You know, and so not only did I have a bad image about myself because of what happened, I had a bad, I I, I thought God hated me too. Yeah. yeah. See, there's know, a whole host of things, things that have to happen. Right. And we have to be honest about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's exactly where Satan wants us to be. He wants us to hate God oh, yeah. for the evil in this world. The more world. we hate him, the more we run from him. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's begin with a word of prayer. I know we got a kind of off okay. a little track there, but yes. yeah. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for another opportunity to speak about your goodness and about your love, and help us to um, to just be open and honest about those things that um, you've put on our heart. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and it's that, that the more I think about that, the more interesting that is. Is that uh, that it, 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 we can actually you, you know because I've done it. I've done a uh, an inventory, a resentment list, and mm-hmm. I did not even think about putting God in Absolutely. that because I'm at the top of that list. Right. You know, I've got a lot of, I, I hold a lot of things against myself. I'm very upset with myself, mm-hmm. right? But I never thought about, uh, do, you know, just, do I got to walk across that courtroom and defend God instead of being defending myself the whole time? Right. You know? So, and, and if you're not sure, if you're asking why, why did this happen to me? Then there's something underlying that question. Okay, yeah. Um, and the Why? interesting is, is yeah, because we wonder that. Well, whose freedom is God going to take away? Right. Right. I mean, we pray, give us traveling mercies, but is God going to take the the freedom of the guy that drinks the alcohol and gets behind the wheel drunk? Is he going to take his freedom away? See, we live on a dangerous planet. Right. The planet has followed the enemy. Everybody's on some type of self-medication, running wild, protecting themselves, right. and it, we're all collateral damage. Right. And and this we're is, all casualties in this war. Yeah. Thus, the title of the program: Freedom to Choose. God mm-hmm. is not going to take our freedom away, right. and He's going to. And there's going to be consequences. There's going to be collateral damage right. to this planet. And be- and I, I, you know, Rich and I aren't parents, so we always are able to give such great yeah. parental advice. But you know, what the thing is, is you know, God help help my children to to be able to face the consequences of their actions sooner than later. You know, help them to learn mm-hmm. um, from things that are going on. But I, I agree with you. We live on a dangerous planet, and and um, you know, we we do the best we can. And there bad things are bad going things to are happen. happen. Right, they are. Right. But they're not the, at the hands of an angry God. Right, right. They're they're the devil has taken this planet over, and we are seeing firsthand what a planet looks like when it's run on on non when it walks away from god yeah, when it's not run on god like principle right right yes um so when jesus he sent the 12 out he says as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out de- devils freely you have received freely give this time we're going to talk about stuff you know things and um and what the, the disciples you see what he's talking about here the kingdom of heaven is hand he's talking about healing and cleansing and casting out devils freely you've given that's what the important message of the gospel is right 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 because their work was to persuade men to be reconciled to god and that is how humanity is blessed when we're brought back to god when we're at one met with him the only remedy for our sin and sorrows is Jesus and his method of dealing with people and with his method of dealing with us. Right. You know, the the gospel, or I would like to say the good news of who God is and how he operates, is the only way to fix society. Mm-hmm. Our problem is not intellectual. Our problem is our natures. We had a lot of smart people on this planet. We've got a lot of smart computers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not an intellectual problem. We're good thinkers. Our mm-hmm. problem is our nature. See, Solomon was very, very smart. He had a problem with his nature. Right. He liked women. Right. He liked alcohol. Mm-hmm. He liked power. And he couldn't control that nature. And you see throughout history, uh, who's the other guy, the, the guy that 
pushed the columns out of the way. Oh, um, Samson. Samson, same thing. Yeah, he had a nature problem, right? right? That's that's we all have that. We problem, all have right? that, right? And so that's the illustration. It's not intellectual. We can't think our way through this. Mm-hmm. This is why we need that power greater than ourselves. Absolutely. Um, so the injustice of rich towards poor and the hatred of poor towards rich both have their roots in selfishness, and this can be eliminated only through the eradication of our fears by submission to Christ-like principles. Jesus will trade our selfish hearts of sin for a new heart of love. And that's our problem. See, he can change those natures. Yeah, for us. yeah. He can. He can. He can actually give us new desires. We, with our selfish hearts, have this tendency to find our security in stuff, in the things that we've acquired. We're more worried if we will be comfortable than if we're right with God. We got our priorities mixed up. Right, because a lot of times we equate um, our comfort as a meaning that we're right with God. That comfort and a right relationship with God are two totally different things. They are. And, And I think, did we talk about that? What constitutes a good day for you? You know, knowing that the bank account has enough money and everything's gone according to your will that day. Let me tell you about the best day of my life. I was broke, homeless, sick, out of my painkiller, out of my drugs, my methamphetamine, and Susan had just kicked me to the curb. The day was not going according to my will. My will doesn't like days like that. My will likes the day when I get a new Les Paul guitar. My will likes the day when the new Tough Shed is delivered. My will likes those kinds of days. Right. But... So that day, the best day of my life, things were not going according to my will. Mm-hmm. It was a bad day, if you would have asked me, but it was actually the best day of my life. Right. We can day- look back in retrospect. Yeah, it was the day I screamed out to the top of my lungs for God to help me because I was finally all done. It was, it was that, not it, going it, my way. Exactly, but it was God's will because it was the first face-to-face encounter that you had with him. Yeah, it was his will, but not mine. Right. Right, so the only way he could, he could get my attention was literally knock me off my horse. Right. Right? And I'm sure many Well, of, I think you had a part to do in that, of being but, knocked uh, off give, your horse. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, really, <laughs> he just allowed things to happen. Consequences to come he in. He just allowed those Absolutely. consequences. Yeah, you kicking me to the curb was a natural result mm-hmm. of the way I behaved. You, you were now thinking straight, and I still wasn't, mm-hmm. you know? You were not using, you were clean and sober, right. you wanted to live, and right. I still wanted to die. Right. And God showed me by that series of events that I actually did want to live, I just didn't know what I wanted. Right, because I knew as I tell our story is I knew that you were one person that would never, ever, ever get clean and sober. I just knew yeah. that you were going to be, see how much a person knows I didn't know anything. Yeah. You know, but but I think that that I had that in my heart because if I didn't have that in my heart, I never could have kicked you to the curb. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. God put that power. Yeah. That power came from outside yeah, of you. And the, and the obsession to use drugs came from the outside of me. It's nothing that I mustered up or thought my way through. Right. Losing were, the obsession. Losing that yeah. obsession, yes. Yeah. Yeah, him taking that away, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, and that's what it, Jesus was addressing, right? Right. And um, so this is the parable that we're going through. Okay, good. Right? Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life doesn't consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And he spake spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain man brought forth plentiful. 
And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow all of my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall these be? which thou hast provided. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Yeah, okay, so what the, what Jesus is illustrating in the parable is is that how foolish it is to make the things of this world the most important to us. This man had see, received everything from God. And the Lord had caused his crops to grow well, his fields to yield good harvest, and yet he thinks somehow he did it. Right. The rich man's barns were full to overflowing. He had no place to put the surplus. It was at this time in the parable that, parable that he leaves God out of the picture. He doesn't think about the fact that God has made him a steward of his goods, of God's goods, and that he is set up to be able to help the needy. But like many of us, all he is thinking about is his own comfort. Everything always boils down to thinking about ourselves at the expense of others. And, and you know, I want to pause here just a second because... Um, words are symbols of ideas, and and when we say everything boils down to thinking about ourselves at the expense of others, it's basically, that's the definition of sin. The exploitation of others, or seeking a legitimate need in an illegitimate way, sin is being selfish. Sin violates the law of love. And what is the law of love? Love gives, and in return for giving, love receives. It's how reality works. And we've gone through this whole um, nature thing before. The ocean gives to the clouds. The clouds go over and give to the mountains. The the mountains go down. The water goes down to the streams. The streams give to the ocean. The ocean gives back to the clouds. And there's there's a cycle of giving. And if the clouds go on strike, we die. The trees give oxygen. We give CO2. It's a cycle of giving. Right. Trees go on strike. We die. Right. Flowers give. Bees give. Bees go on strike, we die, right? Everything is a cycle. Circulation. You interrupt the circulation of anything that's living, and it will die. You want to you turn a light off, you stop. You, you flip the switch, and you break the circuit, right? Mm-hmm. You want to crash an economy, you take money out of circulation. Mm-hmm. Everything c- cycles. It's just how things are. Right. And it's the same thing in recovery. We say you can't keep it unless Unless you you give it away. Give it away. And I think that's the same thing in religion is that Jesus is saying in order to live, you must continue to give. Right. You got to give to live. And so that's where he comes and he kind of changes our minds and, and turns us into different people. Everything is given to us from God to put into circulation. And I don't think we realize how much this principle operates in reality and how much or how hard the devil tries to interrupt this principle. Right. So, uh, I mean, we have a classic example uh, in our garden. Your eyes are rolling right now. It's those blueberry plants we have. We have this cage, and we have blueberries in them. And what happened? And and we moved the cage to, to a different location, and everything was going well. And then we looked, and it was like, oh, maybe they're not getting enough sunlight. And so we trimmed some trees to give them more sunlight. And I went out the next day and it just looks like they're like in winter because they're, the branches are bare. And mm-hmm. I looked closely and they're just infested with these awful caterpillars. Yeah. So they're eating the leaves off. Right. That's not part of the cycle because 
a blueberry plant gives, but it doesn't give leaves, it gives fruit, right? right? So that's this is what the devil does. He comes in and he changes things. And he's de- and the caterpillars are destroying they're the plants. Destroying they're the plants. killing the they're plants. They're killing the plants because all they're if, doing is taking. Right. So if left un, undealt with, those caterpillars are going to go in and destroy yeah. my blueberries. And so right. it, it's become this active thing that needs to happen in order to rescue those blueberries from being taken. You got to go in there. You got to take action. I got to go in and I got to take action. Yeah. Yeah, because they're doing. And it's some, something you gotta you gotta just gotta keep after it. it. Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta stay on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, those caterpillars are that's, they're that's crazy. A bad deal. But see, now there's an object lesson here. We can do these this same thing the caterpillars do <laughs> to human as human beings to our brothers and sisters. Instead of accepting what they have to offer, which is the fruit, we pick them apart and harm them by expecting things out of them that they don't have to give. Then we criticize them for not measuring up to our standards. It's like pulling leaves off a tree. The fruit is what the plant has to give, not the leaves. But right. see, p- criticizing people for what they do not have to give is just like pulling leaves off a tree. Well, and and and, and I think too is when you do that, you're just kind of removing something that you can see instead of helping someone get into the root of the problem. And that's what Jesus said. You know, he didn't talk when he was talking to the woman at the well, he didn't say, Hey, you're committing adultery. He's saying, you've got a lot more going on. You know, he, he went into her history and her heart to expose that something was going on within her that caused her to have that adultery. You know, if you think about it, it was how, she felt about herself Absolutely. because if you go back in time to what actually happened there, she got married and that divorced. Yeah. Got married again, divorced. And we don't know whether she was traded for a, a younger model, which was usually what happened, mm-hmm. but this happened to her over and over again. Imagine the self-talk of this poor woman, mm-hmm. but she'd been married so many times and now the guy she's living with is not her husband. Right. Why? She didn't feel good about herself. Right. Right, and she was coming to the well in the heat of the day instead of at the cool of the morning with right. the other women. So she, she had to have been was an a social, outcast. Yeah, social outcast. I mean, you know, yeah. come on, this guy didn't like her. This guy didn't like her. This guy didn't like her. She right. had divorced so many times, and she just went downhill in psyche, right, real bad, you know. And then right. Jesus says, "I'm going to straighten that out." Didn't say anything about you. It said something about the men who divorced you. Right. Doesn't say anything about you, and he straightened her out, see? Right. And just like in the Bible, when we, with the situation of the poor, the orphan, and the widow, the suffering, the afflicted, it's constantly brought to our attention. In the parable, the rich man was saving the blessings that God gave for him for himself. Prayers are answered when we give to those in need, and that's the principle in action. But we have a choice to participate in the cycle or not. You, you know? know, yeah, we do. We have a choice, and he had a choice. See, back in those days, there were there was no hospitals, right? And so the poor were brought to the rich people's house. Remember the the parable, rich man Lazarus. Mm-hmm. The Lazarus Lazarus was at his gate, right? See, and so and and Lazarus took the crumbs that fell from the table, right? Right. You get that picture because mm-hmm. see, there was no there was no hospitals. There's no places to take right. these people, and so this is how it was dealt with. So you can see how important this rich man, as he's building new barns for his stuff and not dealing with the people that were brought to his gate. Right. And so I think that to make a distinction here, and I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble or not, but we ought not, if we're Christians, we ought not wait for the government to take our money to do things, which they're going to do anyway, right? We need to be able to go to God with 
and ask for a giving heart in Mm -hmm. order to be able to reach out to those that we see in need and to supply Mm -hmm. need for people. You bet. Yeah. You see, and and, and this is, that's the thing. When we participate like that, we live. When we don't, we die. See, we change ourselves either into a giver or a taker. Our characters are simply a result of the choices that we've made throughout our lives, the sum total, if you will. So not only do we receive a good character from giving, but the recipient of our generosity also wins. It's just how things work. We can't change it. When you give, you live, and you change yourself into a better person. Absolutely. There were many things the man in the parable could have done with his good, and the story implies that we could all easily help many hungry people. And so, in, and in doing so, many hearts can be made glad. Many prayers for bread and clothing would be answered, and a song of praise would be ascended to heaven. And you know, when it comes to you know what is what is what is my part in this? You know what? Sometimes it's just a matter of of reaching out to someone to say, "Hey, I'm here," or "Hey, I'm uh-huh. praying for you," or or even you know when you're going through the grocery line to smile at the people that you come in contact with because you just don't know. You know, be kind to people. Yeah. That in and of itself, I think, is something that we've lost sight of. You know, and I don't even know if we realize, but is listening a form of giving? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's so many forms of giving. Right. Being a good listener. Right. Right. Being beyond good, the material. Yes. 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 Being 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 Time. able to say, you know what? It's just like I think that's why I get my my great nephew a couple of times a week, and just I think that me giving my time to him, even though it's just my time, I know it's important for me, and I pray that it's important to him too. And it's time to let him know that he's loved and that he's cared for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's missing from our world today. We're all on our phones or on the TV or whatever right. we're doing, and we're, we're not even giving our time. We're hoarding our time unto ourselves. So thou, the commandment, thou shalt not steal, also includes time. Yes. Right? Because yes. I know in my addiction, I stole a lot of time from Absolutely. a lot of people. Absolutely. Me right? too. Yes. And so that's part of the principle of giving is giving time. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And listening and just be a good listener. Right. So, you know, and I ask that question to myself, are we like the man in the parable, Do, you know, closing closing our hearts uh, to to people in need? Because he said, you know, and, and it go back to the parable, this will I do, I'll pull down my bars and build greater, and there I'll bestow my fruits and and all my goods, and I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Just be selfish. Right. See, and Jesus says this is contrary. This leads to death. Right. This is a problem. And many times the man's aims are no higher than that of an animal. That's right. We've got a couple of, well, we we just acquired a new, we have Elvis, our pig. Potbelly pig. Yeah, and we just acquired a new one, uh, Oliver. And these guys got one thing on their mind, taking. Yeah, they just want to eat. They just want to eat. Yeah. They just want everything revolves around eating and taking for them. Right. And they're pigs, and that's why they call them pigs, pigs right? <laughs> and so we can turn into that. Right, where we, we're just pigging for ourselves. And we don't see, we, we, we become blind to our condition. Mm-hmm. Those pigs don't know they're pigs. They don't know they're going nuts over the food and crying out. That's just who they are. Right. Right. And you know, sometimes I can I can analyze my actions, and I mean, I you could call me a pig, and it'd probably be pretty true most of the time. You know what I mean? Uh, you, her eyes are wide. <laughs> if I could describe her face right now, she's not she's not nodding her head yes, but her eyes are saying yes. Which is, I don't know how you're doing that. That's pretty impressive. But uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's just the way. Well, I think we can all have that selfish attitude where we're taking instead of giving, and it can happen, you know, like we said before, in relationships. Uh-huh. You know, um, uh, I think that, you know, we can state things about our faith and what we believe in, but it's another thing to live it and to give and to, you know, to be a part of that cycle of beneficence towards people. Right, right. And then and the other thing that we want to, kind of remember is is that sometimes as things are going good we kind of give ourselves a pat on the back for the wise management of our affairs if you will right and then we you know feel good amongst our peers and this and that and that's kind of dangerous too because all everything we get comes from god and this is what the guy in the parable forgot Mm -hmm. he forgot that god is the one that supplied everything right you know i'll pull down my barns and i'll load up my stuff back Uh -uh. and so uh that's a pretty good lesson i think we learned today uh you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up here again, folks. Thanks you for letting us into your device today. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Do I love them? Can I feel his pain Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, possibly caught up in unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg, past addicts, are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison, please call 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. 